Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owl are. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear is a huff a puff and Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome Boom. to a very late edition of The Wolf and I It's 8 o'clock in the evening We originally planned to record this at 7 Tom and I are tired It's First half half term for me First half half term for Tom it's, it's, I know that Grace is advanced, but she's not school yet. She's no, but it's a great. I've had a day at home. I've had a hungover day at home doing mm. chores, and yeah. just house, house. I've got to say, right? It's the hardest. They're the hardest days. There's so like so much to do, yeah. and it never seems that anything. You you start a job, and then you literally, if it like feels like the day's gone, like gone, like you nothing gets finished. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I remember um being away for a bit and then being really excited to see Lisa and the kids again, and then within thirty seconds of getting in the car, I was shouting that I was going to turn the car around and take us all home. <laughs> uh, within a minute, I think. I was. In, I was like, oh I'm in that vibe today. My vibe today has been like right, trying to sort of. I went to the rugby yesterday, and then. Mm. Are you a rugby fan? Not, not massively. If I'm honest with you, mm. less of a, I'm a less of a rugby fan today than I was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my, I've been to, I've been to. Well, you and I, the, one of the only matches I've been to at the rugby is you and me when yeah. we did the British, the challenge at the British Lions, yeah, and that yeah. was pretty. I mean, that is your you're insulated from any reality, aren't you, by yeah. being involved in a TV show? But what was this like? You, you, I take it you were doing bougie. Bougie corporate shit, yeah? I was in, yeah, I was in this, I think you've been to the cricket because there's a video of you that, uh, at the cricket that they use as you oh, enter the room, the, having yeah. a good time, the green room. Shout out the green room. Incredible Yeah, they're people. good. I went, with, I went with Friction, actually. He's a massive cricket fan. Yeah, they, they look after you, but, um, yeah. Can I, tell, can I just tell you, before you carry on with the story, I want to tell you something because you'll appreciate this. So Friction and I went to the cricket. We spent the whole day there. We got quite battered. Well, not battered, you know. It's a whole day of drinking, isn't it? So yeah. Sort of gradually. We, were, we weren't on a session, but like, it's such a long match that you sort of, as the day goes on, you gradually get more and more drunk. Anyway, the cricket finished. You'll love this. We got in the car and we're on, like, we're going back from London to Friction lives in Brighton. I live in Crawley, obviously. Right. And we're on our way back. And Friction goes to me, what do you reckon about trying to get something to eat on the way home? Like something decent. And I was like, all right. Uh, and he goes, would well, you fancy a curry? 
And I go, yeah, I do actually. And I said, I know a really good curry house, but I looked at my watch, like, they're probably going to be closed or they're going to be closing soon. I phoned them up. This isn't a celeb thing because I didn't tell them who I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just said, look, uh, me and a mate have gone to the cricket and we are desperate for a curry to finish the day off. I know you're closing soon, but is there any chance? And they fucking stayed open. Wow. Oh, did, you go, did you big swing it? Did you, did you order a lot of food? To yeah. sort of merit well, well, we were, because we've been drinking. Right anyway, because when we were in Manchester for the Wolf and Our Life, you kept that one open as well. That was closing. That, that was closing. No, kept. first of all, that wasn't closing. Second of all, if you're about to suggest that I was a big, big dick swinger with the orders, you're the one that orders so much food they suggest you move to a larger table. No, no, so. no. But you, you, that that place was the guy was quite like he was saying like, yeah, we're closing soon, we're closing soon. No, he wasn't. He why, was. why are you making? Why, why he, are you just making stuff? He up? definitely was with all my heart and soul. Don't he was. Up, don't sit up aggressively at the camera with, with me, mate. <laughs> he definitely was. You, you were there to listen. Zoom what are you going to do? Where where, where where do you go from there then? No, you were literally you're gonna do? Off. punch your own fucking laptop. Break my laptop in it off. <laughs> I don't remember that. No, I'm, I'm not trying to be a prick. I don't remember that. I don't remember. Mate, I'll, I'll anyway, I'll I'll you. anyway, what I'm trying rats. to say is that was a sweet. That was the sweetest curry ever. I bet that, man. that curry. I, anyway, go on. Sorry. So, so I you had the rugby none of that. Like, I um, yeah, took it. I, I ate a lot. I drank so much Guinness yesterday. Like mm. so much Guinness. Like. Yeah. It was free Guinness, and it was just like, oh, it's going out of. It was like it was going out of fashion. Like they, I, I worried that they'd run out, and I kept on. Yeah, I was actually. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. A, it was a good day by and large. Mm. A few, a few dickheads. I, more dickheads than I sort of cared to think that there was going to be. A lot of good people. Yeah, I, d- people. I didn't think. I didn't think the rugby had. I mean, I know the rugby's got a certain. It's got a different vibe to it than the. No, I'd say for. I'd say like ninety percent of it. I think is a like a beautiful day out. Filled with really lovely people. Yeah. Sadly, like anywhere, there was just a fucking couple of helmets that sort of almost found like they had been thrown out of boxing and football because they were too fucking too big a arsehole and had settled on rugby as their new mm. their new hobby that they liked. Yeah. And who were you sat with? I was sat next to actually, you know who I was sat next to? Martin Keown. Oh. What a guy. Oh my god. Big Martin Keown. Oh my god! I wouldn't have been able to sit next to him. He is an incredible human being. In what way? Like when you chat in to the him, way that he was sat next to you, and you spoke to him for thirty seconds. It's just I spoke, how you I spoke, decide on most human beings being. Uh, I, I spoke to him in great depth. We were like kindred souls. Mm. I really, I enjoyed his company. You didn't ask him about that Van Nistelrooy scream, did you? Because no, I imagine no. he gets asked about. about no, 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 no. I didn't even go near that. I just chatted about his time. I chatted about when uh, when he struggled to get into the team as a younger player. He wanted. We chatted about that and. His his process from going to that to being the the guy at thirty in Wenger's team and basically mm. coming one of the Invincibles. He's a, he's a, like a really interesting chap and so knowledgeable. I, he's someone I look mm. at. I think he'd have been. I think he'd have been a really good manager, Martin. Mm. Really, really gentle hands as well. Okay, okay. You had a nice afternoon with Martin Keown, and now suddenly you think you're fucking BFFs. I get it. He was he was a cool guy. Did you exchange num- Did you go for the number exchange? No, 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 no. I, I just didn't want to ask. We'd had a nice day. Yeah, we sort of had a we had a hug as we both left. Right. Um, I went for a wee as well when uh, <laughs> uh, okay. when I was there, and yeah. I, I went into the cubicles because the urinals were packed solid and standing there. I just can't be doing that. Um, mm. 
And a guy came into the, like, pushed, there was no lock on the door, pushed the, the cubicle door open. Um, and sort of went, oh, sorry, mate, sorry, sorry. Oh, you're a big fella. Anyway, he went around the whole of the uh, green room afterwards telling everyone I had a donkey dick. <laughs> it's insane. Wow, what a result for you. <laughs> no, but I, I genuinely haven't. It's such a, like, insane. It's the only time this has ever happened to me in my whole life. And How did you feel? Incredible. I felt like genuinely, yeah. I, I felt like, I, 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 there was a sense in my, that I felt like Martin Keogh, not any great sportsman, who's just sort of won a cup or won a, people were coming up to, one guy coming up with my father-in-law, so you're in a toilet, oh, don't you dick, and all that. I was like, wow. This is Here's fun. a question for you. What, if I could have lived know, in that I, room I, forever, I would have. Yeah. Here's a question for you, like, because obviously I get why you were happy about that, but the, if, if you sort of explore that in any way, it seems so mad to be so happy about that. So you were happy, you were delighted that a group of people at the rugby thought you had a large penis. What was no, 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 no. What's... A group of other men. <laughs> so a group of I men. I am your leader. <laughs> and for some reason, I've, that for, makes you feel incredible. For most of my life, going back to the back in the day, I've always like made a joke about the fact I've got an abnormally small penis, like a small penis for a man of my size, right? I, I've, I've had a, it's something that sort of, I've, I've always just taken a piss out. This is the only time something like this has happened. It was like an insight into sort of like, yeah, I guess what it must feel like to be fucking like a bit of a jock, bit of a jock, bit of a, bit of a yeah. There's a kind of backslap. So I went to the bar at one point and one guy nudged me and went, heard about you, mate, and laughed. And just walked off. I've had, I've just had a horrible t thing happen to me, Tom. I've just had a text message that's reminded me it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. Oh, mate. Have you not got lease lease anything? No. Do you know what I'd suggest? What? I'd, I'd well, she's going to fucking listen to this now, isn't well, she? Well, she'll listen so to it on dumb. Wednesday, isn't she? Yeah, but so, okay. You could save this right, now. Go. Okay, go on. Well, this is what I'd do, right? I would, what's she doing now? She's sitting watching television. She's waiting for me so that we can watch the new series of You. Oh, you're going to watch that? Are you, have you watched all of that? Why are you reacting to me like I've just told you that I'm a sex offender? <laughs> no, it's just, it's a shot that, that you watch, have you watched three series of that? Oh, so yeah, yeah, sorry, Mr. TV connoisseur, who only watches the highest of highbrow stuff. What, what is the problem with... Me watching three seasons of you. No, I, I watched the first series and a half, and I thought the first series was banging. I found the second series a little bit like when he's got the guy in the glass room. I think I just lost. Yeah, it's implausible. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you and I've been in implausible things. Yeah, yeah. this is what I suggest. Right, you're going to put on you. Yeah, right. Get a, get get a hairbrush. Right, and say, oh, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. So when you're watching, <laughs> just like brush your hair for her. Right. Um. Sorry, let me. Uh, sorry, are you. Uh, you seem to think that I've asked you how I get divorced by Valentine's Day. No, no, it's a nice thing. And then, right, and then say to her, um, uh, Lisa, my darling, um, tomorrow, um, I was thinking, get yourself a little, yourself a little layered. Um, you know, uh, don't worry, get in, I'll get up and sort the boys. Um, da da da. You just, like, you know, get your sleep on. You get up, you let her sleep in, right? Mm. Get up, get the boys together, get them all in. Um, uh, the car, right? Wish down, buy them a McDonald's breakfast, then flight for their silence, for their happiness, and then just wait till the shop's open, sprint as quick as you can 
into like a florist, a chocolate shop, and like a card shop. And a third stereotype, yeah, go on. <laughs> well, then you've got yourself a nice box of chocolates. I'd say probably go to Thornton's or one of the... Where should I get the chocolates from? The flower shop or the chocolate shop? <laughs> no, go to Thornton's, somewhere classy, right? Okay. Or get a bo- 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 box of, uh, is it Lindell Lintz or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. she'll like them, right? Get a lovely bouquet of flowers, right? So when you, she opens the door, she can't see you. She can just see flowers, right? Um, and then basically turn up, fucking card in hand, and then just go and go, surprise, you know, maybe a balloon as well, right? Okay. And then she'll just be, oh, my God, I didn't know you were going to do this. Yeah. And you're like, I've done it because I fucking love you to bits. And then so so when, you, when you said, I've got a solution for you, that is rush out tomorrow and buy some presents. Yeah, yeah, but that's like, your li- that's your life hack, is it? No, no. I mean, I'm I'm covered. I'm I'm sorted, mate. What have you got, Catherine? I've got a jumper that she wanted, uh, a pamper pack, um, a nice scented scent candle, and a card. Mm, okay, it's nice. Good yeah. selection of stuff. Yeah. I would say that you could go there, but you, you're up against it. So you, I mean, there's a chance that you'll. Well, get, I just it's just the problem is that every year we say we're not, yeah we're sort of not into Valentine's Day, but then mate. Every let me just say, everyone says they're not into Valentine's Day, right? But there's something very special about waking up and having a card. Any any day that's relevant and having a card and just even the simplest of gifts. What if you give her a foot massage tomorrow morning? Wait, like wait. She won't. No, no, no. Why? No. no. Because it's just another way to end the marriage. No, but if she wakes up and her feet are all oily and she's like, what the hell's going on? She just down and you're well, she, smiling she, at her. You want to wake her up with it? I'm at the foot of the bed. Yeah, and you smile so at I've not, So I've not even got consent for this foot massage. No, but it's like, at first you go, oh, God, Reggie, stop licking my feet. And then she'll look down and you're like, morning, my Valentine. How, do you, how am I massaging her? Like that. And that is like a dog licking her feet, is it? <laughs> no, because it's massage you're all there. Oh, I see. Okay, fine. Yeah, right. I'll could, think about it. I'll you could nuzzle it. a big toe, and then you then you could hand make. Um, you got a printer at home. Yeah, you got I'm printer paper. Fucking, I'm not doing that. <laughs> what? And make her a card. Yeah, and then watch as my children give her better Valentine's cards than I've fucking got for her. Wait, there's nothing better than a self-made card. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I know. Yeah. I know you can't read all the words, but I got the printing orientation wrong. It's gone lengthways. <laughs> you just sitting there for hours on clipper. <laughs> I ended up just doing putting the paper clip on there. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, what were we talking about before that digression? Rugby. Um, oh, the rugby. Yeah, yeah, the rugby. Oh, you and Martin Keown, something like that. Anyway. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and then yeah, about the big Willie stuff. Mm. It, it was it was a good day out, man. I, I like like I say, I feel tender today. I, I've got, this is probably the worst hangover I've, I've had in about a year and a half. Yeah, I had quite a bad hangover on Sunday because I I decided for the first time to make cocktails at home. But I I wow. I, I cooked. I made vegan mac and cheese thanks to the Bosch nice. boys for the recipe. It's quite good actually. And then I made I got a cocktail shaker, got some ice, got some tequila, got some Cointreau. Wow. Got some fresh limes, and I uh, made margaritas. What for you and Lisa's? Yeah. Were you both hungover the next day, or just you? She seemed to be all right, actually. But um, I was not in a group. Uh, I was. I wouldn't say I was hungover. I just tired. We had a night. It was fun. It was like cool. 
Did really you watch you, or did you just sort of watch an episode of you? I, I would say the the ice requirements for cocktails are sort of almost oh. prohibitive. I'd say. Yeah, that's why that's why they're best at bars when they've got like an infinite supply of ice. It's insane yeah, the amount right, of ice yeah. you need. But like, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Apparently, it's worth well, a lot. We went for a lot of ice for I would say. But did you have bagged ice, ice, or have you got an ice thing on your freezer? We have got an ice thing, but I wanted a lot of ice, so I bought a bagged ice. Oh, mate. Uh, yeah, did you buy? Did you buy cubed or the one that's all smashed up? That's the one that's all smashed up. Oh mate, classy. classy. Why is that bad? No, it's better. It's better. Yeah, yeah. We um, but cubes. it's good. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know how quickly I do it again. And also, it's like it's only really viable if you're making one cocktail. Cocktail making at home, isn't it? Yeah, but also around, it's a lot of fucking faff for saying it's a pretty. It's like this. This is why I quite enjoy cooking at a curry at times, but. It's why it's better to get a takeaway in because then you've got all well, the Well, you know when levels. you spend ages making a cocktail yeah. and then you go, oh, yeah, this is cool. This tastes about half as good as if I bought it from a bar. This is great. <laughs> and it's taken me two hours. Do you remember in lockdown when people, and there was like that sort of like absolute, like it went there everywhere, the um, cocktail, like bringing cocktails to your house businesses. Yeah. What are those guys doing now? Yeah. That's what I worry about. I don't know. I don't know. I um I, I I I I actually bought some of those. You know those pre-mixed cocktails in like sachets. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I used oh, to drink right. them from a straw when I went to festivals. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, Are you? Did you like? They're, they're not. They're never. They're always just too sweet. Yeah. They're just like there's too much. There's too too sweet. But the margaritas are right. But the reason I had margaritas is because I had margarita. Weirdly, I got into margaritas last week from being in Finland wow. with Rob Beckett for Rob and Romish Versus. Well, you you're, you're Robbie Beckett smashing up the smashing up the margaritas. Well, we went to this Mexican place, right. which Finland is known for. <laughs> And I got a burrito bowl, which was delightful. Right. I've got tacos, I believe. And then we got a a Fernanda, which is like a chili version of a margarita. And then we got a straight margarita. They were delightful. And then I thought, I'm going to do this at home. And so I basically took that memory of a really nice margarita and tainted it with a really shit margarita yeah. that took me fucking ages to make. So, yeah, it's nice, man. It is an really insane nice. thing, isn't it? Like when you put so much fucking pressure on to... Like, have you ever um, done, like brewed your own beer? No, I did that a while ago. It was an absolute fucking waste of time. And when was that? Was that during the prohibition of two thousand and four <laughs> when beer was hard to come by? <laughs> what, enough, what, what was, made you decide to make your own beer? It was a number of years ago. I just sort of had it like a. I had just like a thing of thinking it would be an amazing thing to sort of cultivate, brew your own beer, and then sit back and like on a hot summer's day and take a swig of this uh, thing that you've brewed that you've that you know has come from your heart and from your soul yeah and you put it out, out there it was it just tasted like dog shit it was such a fucking awful moment of actually taking that first sip thinking this tastes disgusting trying to drink just half a pint of this rancid squat swill and in the end just opening a can of carlsberg honestly it was yeah just... how how close did it taste to actual beer like, so first of all talk me through the process please well you do the hot i mean it's a long time ago i did it you, you have these hops I mean, what do hops look like please they're like little white like sort of things like this okay like yeah like little you hold it a bit closer to the camera so people can hear <laughs> um, they're like little sort of let me just show you i'll show you a picture oh that's better yeah show me a picture 
No, because you if can... you're listening, you can. If you're listening, I mean, you will be listening if you're hearing this. Google them, please. Yeah, they're like these. Uh, like I mean, my phone's connected to the internet as well, Tom. No, they look like sprouts. Okay, so where do you get these hops from? I got a kit. How to brew your own beer? I give myself a refresher. Pour water, hops, and malt extract. First, you need to pick up a big old pan with about twelve. I could have written this actually. It sounds like my writing. With 12 pints of water and bring it to the boil. Add ale yeast and litre ferment. Siphon the beer into clear bottles. Okay, Tom, when I asked you how you make beer, what I didn't ask was, could you read out loud from the internet? <laughs> no, I, I, it was... Mate, I can't even remember things I did last week. Mm. So that, um, yeah, it was. it's a real fucking waste of time. I mean, to be fair, at least if you're making a cocktail at home, it's taking you, what, fucking 25 minutes to make an absolute... It yeah. takes it, yeah, yeah. I mean, then I start, but then you start deep diving because you start going, "How come my margarita don't taste like the one I had in the bar?" Then you start looking at all these different twists that you could have had in it, and I don't know. Did Lisa do the worst great. thing of like you go, oh, "Do you want another margarita?" And then she turns around and she gets a glass of rosé. I'll be right with some rosé. Well, actually, to be honest with you, um, she wasn't really into the margaritas in the slightest. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, she went straight onto prosecco or something. She wasn't uh-huh. having it. She is a classy, classy chick. Yeah, rejecting the homemade margaritas. Uh, the, the way things are going, I have to present her one for fucking Valentine's Day. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Just because you're working out doesn't mean you shouldn't look fabulous. The Inspire Collection by Kalia was designed with both style and performance in mind. It looks good, feels good, and stays put no matter how you move. And the collection has everything you need for a day at the gym. A support bra, crop tanks, bike shorts, amazing leggings, and more. It's their most versatile collection yet. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. How was Finland? Finland was great. Really good. Really good. It's, uh, I don't know how I feel about being away from home. Really? I, yeah, I just don't really ever get a good night's sleep in a hotel. Even though it was a really nice hotel, they really looked after us, but, um. The Finnish are known for the hospitality. Are they? Yeah. The Finnish is up in the top, I think, 10, 15 of hospitable nations within the world. Well, they are very, I would say, you know, I can't make a sweeping generalisation about them like you would do the Germans, but uh, I would say the ones that I met were very nice. They've got like a, the ones that I met had a nice manner about them. I I think percentage-wise, they've got one of the highest ratios of sweetest souls in any nationality in the world, the Finnish. Isn't like, isn't, is Finland or, no, it's not, can't be Finland. There's some country around there that's like the, it's got the highest happiness ratio. I think Finland's one of them. It's not Sweden. Sweden's as terrible as a terrible time, don't it? 
I think Sweden's like the saddest country. Happiest country. Happiest country in the world. Holy shit. Finland number one. I, t- I knew it. Two Denmark, three Norway, four Sweden, five Switzerland. Sweden has an awful, like, fucking... Well, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling you, like, yeah, no, yeah, what yeah. I'm getting off internet. Um, Switzerland, Netherlands, New Zealand, Iceland, Israel, Luxembourg, Austria, Canada, Australia, Belgium, Ireland, uh, Czech Republic, Bhutan, just... Costa Rica. I can tell you where we are. We are not on this list. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking hell's going on here, What a mate. shitty state of affairs. Jesus Christ. America? United kick... Hold on. Finland? Finland, Denmark, Switzerland, Iceland, Netherlands, Norway, Sweden, Luxembourg, New Zealand, Australia, Australia, Israel, Germany, Canada, Ireland, Costa Rica, United Kingdom, then Czech Republic, then United States. Wow. There you go. At the bottom of this list, although not all the countries are included, Hungary. Really? Hmm. Hungary is, uh, oh, it's still actually it still goes further. I mean, it's nice it. to think that Finland, you've just been to the happiest place in the world. Yeah, I wish I'd known that going in because then it would have sort of coloured my the way that I was receiving everything. That was happening. Did everyone seem like insanely happy all the time there? No, no, because that like like if you think of the happiest country in the world, you immediately think that's just going to be fucking annoying, isn't it? No, do you know what I mean? But I'd love to. What? Have some time at yeah, but if everybody was really joyous and happy, yeah, that'd be fucking great. I think it'd rub off on you. If everywhere you went, so people were just smiling, they're like, you know, have a great time, be amazing. Well, you should try and move into Disney World if you can. <laughs> do you not think that would be? Do you not think that would be slightly irritating? I think you go really... for a spell of thinking this is a bit abnormal, this is a bit crazy, and then you go into a time where you're like, this is fucking insanely great. Do you know when you time? meet you know when you meet people from like a certain place and they've been there their whole lives and they're not gone anywhere? Yeah, yeah. And then they're slightly strange. Yeah, but that's pretty much 90% of my friends. That's that's what happened to you if you were at a place like that, is that you'd sort of think that was normal and then you go off somewhere else, you get the shit kicked out. Do you think that's why you don't really meet many Finnish people when you're out and about in other places? They're just so happy where they well, are. Well, if Finland's the happiest country in the world, what's the fucking, why would you, you want to go anywhere else? Also, no. it shows that they're pretty incredible because the weather's cold, right? Yeah, it can be. Although where we were is like it's two extremes: terrible winters, well, snowy winters, great summers. Oh wow! Apparently, but the other thing I couldn't understand is where we were in Finland. That for three months of the year they don't have any night time. What? It doesn't ever get dark. So everyone's got blackout curtains. Well, I, I, I guess so. I didn't. I mean, yeah, I suppose so. And then for other part of the year, you don't get any daylight. Jesus, I kind of like that. Though. I think. Yeah, of course you do, because you like everything. <laughs> No, I just think that's quite... What do, you like, what do you like about it? What do you like about it? I like the idea of it just being like sunny for three months and just really nice weather. And then, then you get the darkness and you're sort of like, you know where you're at. It's just the same. If you had the, cho- if you had the chance to not... Because one of the things I was thinking about when they're telling me about this not, it not getting dark at all is like, how does your body clock react to that? Because that quite, sounds quite tricky to me. Obviously, you can get blackout curtains, but like, you know, you wander anywhere. There might be a little crack of light coming through. You know, it's difficult. And then I started thinking, what if you didn't have to sleep? I mean, if you if you were able to have some sort of surgery that meant you never had to go to sleep, but you could if you wanted to, would you have that? No, I enjoy sleep too much. Mm. I genuinely enjoy sleep. I know, but you're losing what seven to eight hours every day. You could that suddenly becomes open to you. It's tough. Yeah, actually, I mean, yeah, the stuff you could do in that time. 
for example, I could catch up with on you, you know, with you, the program. Yeah. On you, right? Okay, yeah, sorry. Right. I could, yeah, I could. I, I'd be able to watch nearly every TV program going. You'd be fucking amazing, an amazing Nick as well, because you could go out for like long walks and long runs. Yeah. Night, yeah. Like three in the morning, stroll yeah, for yeah. two hours. The only thing is, if it's only you, you've got to hope the other people that have done it are all right, good people as well. Yeah. Because you, know, you sort of got to imagine the sort of people that do it aren't going to be the most well sort of hinged, are they? No. You, you know, you know, the thing I find is I don't know if you've ever done this, but I've often, not often, but I would say. A few times a year, I have a period where I'm working up till late in the night or whatever, or sometimes inspiration hits yeah, you in the yeah. middle of the night. Yeah. Three o'clock in the morning writing, by the way, which yeah. I have done many a time. Fun, because like you do, you are quite productive because there's no distraction. Yeah, yeah. But feels quite lonely, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this, and I know that uh, it will be followed by a swift backward tackle from you. I'm one of those sad fucks that if I'm up at that sort of hour working or doing anything, mm. you better believe that I'll do an Instagram post uh, to let other people know that I've... If I, if I, if I, if I'm up for like three in the morning and I can't sleep, I will do a post saying, here we go again. If you, if you do a workout and you don't put it on Instagram, do you still put it onto MyFitnessPal or does it not count? <laughs> Is that your... What's your personal rule on that? <laughs> <laughs> I like to I like to do these things. I like to sort of set the I think it's worse the one about not sleeping than the, the gym. The gym one I think it's you know I feel like stick it up, it's a real war. I actually I okay, I, well I think the gym one's slightly different to the sleeping one, okay. Right, go on. I, I, I well, I have trouble sleeping. Right. And sometimes I look at my phone at three or half three in the morning and you happen to be up as well. I never really text you because I think we'll get get into a conversation yeah. because we'll never go back to sleep. Yeah, but oh, when I see you, one of my happiest things in the world. Yeah, like but when two you do your naughty little kids on a slumber party. Yeah, just Lisa going, what, what are you fucking know? What you do? Can you just get a bit? I'm just talking to Tom. <laughs> really, you talk to him for an hour every week and pretend it's a job. You fucking idiot. Go back to something <laughs> like that. I'm not trying to go. Um, go on. But um, I. Uh, I am reassured when I see, not reassured, it does make me feel a bit better when I see you, a little, your little sweaty close-up, the light of the phone. Yeah, oh, by the way, can I just say, my picture on Instagram is a picture of me and you. I know, I'm re I really love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be, I will be devastated on the day that you decide to change it. I might change it for another picture of me and you, but um, no, I'm, I'm the same. I, I've, I've chatted to a couple of people who uh, also suffer with that insomnia thing mm. at that time of night, especially when Grace was... Born, I, I I do quite a lot of the time. I do those sort of um those posts, and actually got chatting to quite a lot of dads who are also up and yeah yeah so friends were made bonds bonds you know kinship was yeah was lit and what I would say is that's difficult different to the workout one. So what what would you say about the workout one? Do you think the workout one? How, have you ever posted a post workout? Uh, I did once, yeah. Because um, the guy Chrissy, who's a PT, that I try and see when I can, but the hours make it my hours make it slightly difficult. But he was in lockdown, and it was like tough for PTs during lockdown, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because like, so I, I went and did a workout in his garage, and then I just shouted him out, not because I wanted to sort of show that I'd done a workout, but it was mainly sort of to big. I think I remember whereas the post. Do, yeah. Whereas you kind of do it to 
What do you do to make people feel shit about themselves that haven't done a workout that day? Because that is what's, what happens. No, 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 no. I, number one, I do it because, like you're, like you're saying about shouting people out, uh, Stan, who I work out with, is like running a small business. He gets yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that when you like sort of just to you with your like in a, with your arms sort of held held aloft and you going up and out and baby six a.m. <laughs> Weird. I couldn't see Stan's tag on that one. <laughs> But I'm sure people would sort of Google and go, I wonder, I wonder who Tom's working out with. Let me just check that. Let me look into no, that. I, oh, it's Stan. It's Stan. I, I think it's... It, I, I spent a lot, long, long time in my life not working out and never, like, focusing on training or being healthy. I genuinely mm. now think it has almost... It's not saved my life. That's probably too, too big a thing to say. But actually, like, if... I will notice a significant change. And I was so anti-gym. If people said to me, oh, I've got to go to the gym, I'd... I'd I'd literally just be like, why the fuck would you do that? It's bullshit. Mm. You know, and actually it, I find it has helped my mental health so much. So it's more, I think of it just a sort of shout out and that, that side of things. Okay, sure. Okay. You've made it sort of noble and maybe like a well played. That was what I was trying yeah. to do. If I'm honest with you. I, uh, my, I had a weird thing happen to me at the gym the other day. Oh. I was doing, I was using the, the double cable, yeah. Where was you bring him down in front of your chest or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Is that and what you poke asked, your bum? Are you poking out your bum enough? Well, actually, it's funny you say that because I, I, I would say that machine more than any other is the one where I've had people come up to and tell me to do something different on it. Yeah, well, number one, you know, that's like, why you need Chrissy on it. Get your PT on there. Yeah, you got to be really careful with that shit, man. What do you mean? That, like when it comes to that, you're talking about when when you sort of bend forward and you pull for pull. Yeah. On, yeah, yeah, just with your lower back. You got to be really. Yeah, really I know, but I mean, the people—they're just people have opinions, don't they, on how to do that? Yeah, but that's why it's like good just to get one definitive. Yeah. Voice that you listen to. Yeah, but that still doesn't stop people. That still, it, there is no one definitive voice. I mean, no, I mean if someone comes up to you now and goes, "Oh, mate, you don't want to do it like that," and you go, "Oh, thanks. Uh, I've always worried about doing things wrong in the gym," um, and then they show you how to do it, and then you do it like that, and then the week after, someone else goes, "You're right, mate. I'm Barney." Uh, you do it like this. You're like, oh, thanks, Barney. You know, someone else said to do it like that, but I'll do it your way. And if you change every week... I know, but, okay, yeah, sure. I understand the argument, but my point is this. If Chrissy shows me how to do it one way, then somebody comes up to me and goes, you need to do it like this. But then you say, Chrissy's my PT. What do I then say? No. Yeah, no, you say, my PT showed me this way. I'm sorry, mate. That's how I do it. I find it really awkward. No, I mean, no, like, no, if no. somebody if somebody says like do it differently, I then can't do it the other way. I find it too intimidating. No, no, no. I think you just, you've just got to go, look, for like special reasons, this is how Chrissy told me how to do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was on that machine yeah. and a bloke came up to me and asked to jump in sets in between. Oh no, it's my fucking pet hate. It's never happened to me before. Oh man, yeah. I've I I found that that's difficult, isn't it? It's awful. That's that's a tricky situation to navigate, isn't it? Yeah. It's, there's no way of navigating. You might as well just say that, you know what, have the machine, I'm off. Well, I wonder if that's what he was counting on. Of course he was. I... He was a bully. He's a gym bully. He's a psychopath. Is that what you think that is? Or yeah, is yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. mate, that's kicking sand in your face. Mm. No, he knows that no, no one in society would just go, oh, yeah, we'll just do it and share sets. Because you got, especially on that machine out of all the machines, because you've got to fuck about with changing the weights. Well, I did it. I did it. I shared sets. Oh, well, I actually respect you a lot for that. Um, I actually genuinely, that's one of the things I respect most about you, because I'd have just coward it out and just gone I know mate you do it I'm, I'm just, I'll, I, actually I can probably go and do this somewhere else or something else and I'd have just gone sometimes sometimes the thing I find weird is people going how many have you got left on that 
Yeah, but I, 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 I genuinely what, right. What are, you, right what, this... what are you talking? What are you talking about? I think, what are you talking about? I think about? people should never ask such questions when yeah, you're in the gym. Yeah, just wait. Just wait. Yeah. Do what I do and wander around like a fucking lost dog <laughs> trying to pick up any machines that don't happen to be u- being used and never make any progress. That's do what you, I do. Do you have a routine? Like, when you go there, are you like, well, I need to use this machine, that machine, this, and, or, you know. I don't have certain machines, but I do, like, I do push-pull legs. Cool. So I'm looking for all the push things. Yeah, yeah. But then sometimes I'll, on the way there, I'll go, I'm going to do this today. And then that can't happen because it's like too rammed. I mean, particularly January, it's been yeah. very rammed. Well, a lot of people have dropped off now, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I'll probably it? drop off soon as well. No, you won't. I think I've, had a, I've had a bad couple of weeks. Right. Okay. Are we ready for some emails? Yeah. Uh, okay. Hello, Wolf and Al from the Agreeable Hen. <whistles> I've been married to my lovely husband for nearly twenty years, and. Whilst we're obviously very compatible, there's one thing that drives me mad. My husband used to smoke cigarettes and quite rightly wanted to give them up for health reasons and switch to vaping. During the daytime, I'm at work. We're normally we're normally busy out and about. So it's not a problem. However, we both go to bed and I'm drifting off to sleep. I'm awoken by the noise and smell and then a huge cloud of smoke and then I can taste the vapour in the back of my throat. My husband, when smoking, would never smoke in bed, so I don't know why he chooses to vape. I know that vaping is nowhere near as dangerous as cigarettes. It's not my choice to inhale these substances in such a confined space when I can't move away from it. It's also really annoying and disruptive in bed. Am I being unreasonable? Should I be more supportive as it was difficult for him to quit the fags? However, for context, it's been three years since he quit. I've asked him to stop. However, he says it's harmless to me and there's nothing in it that's toxic. Eager for your advice. Much love to you both. Keep being you. Tom Davis. Are you reaching for your vote now? Um, reaching for it, but... Uh, number one... And as uh, Romesh is a, a very big vapor, but they, would you agree that they don't know right now what the risks of using a vape are? Right at the moment, yeah. I mean, look, we've never we've not had a cycle yet of like somebody having done it for twenty years. Yeah, right? so, so it's it's like you know they thought cigarettes were safe, didn't they, for a while, yeah. and then they covered it up for a bit when they knew and didn't want the public to know, and then eventually it came out that they were dangerous. So, like, we don't actually, the truth is we don't actually know. And the other thing I would say is, off the back of what you just said, and also what the agreeable hen's saying, a cigarette you light and put, oh, by the way, I'm not advocating smoking. Smoking is terrible for your health, and we are absolutely anti-smoking on this podcast. But what I would say is, with a cigarette, it's anti the anti-social nature of it is actually more helpful than vaping because I would never smoke indoors, but I would vape indoors. And equally, your husband would never smoke in bed. And also you put a cigarette out, whereas a vape is just constantly on the yeah, go. There's, 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 not, lots of, there's lots of things that are worse about they're, it. They're saying that the addictive nature of a vape is more, is what is like akin to someone like being addicted to a phone. It's an addiction that... A lot of young people are now getting. I thought like, you've just gone from your phone to your vape. Um, oh no, tragic. No, but it is that the the, the addiction, especially for young people. Uh, I would say though, I think you, you know, you have to set some sort of parameter of. I mean, it's completely selfish behaviour. If yeah, he's been incredible. He's given up cigarettes, but in bed, I think the idea of him sitting there vaping all over you. Um, that sort of sickly sweet smell that he'll get is, I think, I think that I don't think anyone would blame you for sort of saying that. I, I feel that this is a bit intrusive, so uh, I would, I'd have that conversation um, with him. I, I think as well, it's uh, 
you know, whilst it has been incredible that he's given up smoking, I think it's also he's done that for his own health. It's not he's not done it to do you a favour. It's incredible he's done it, but he's done it for himself. And I think, you know, it's worth remembering that you, you can't be there just to facilitate things like yeah, him him vaping whenever he wants. Personally, I, it, it's like if I'm honest. I've got a real problem with my phone. I've got an addictive nature with my phone. And at times it really can piss Catherine off if I'm lying in bed texting or looking at stuff or watching fucking TikTok videos or some shit. Do you know what I mean? She literally infuriates the life out of her. And so I have to be less selfish. I have to check my behaviour to go, well, actually, it's not fair, is it? It's not fair sitting there because she doesn't want fucking the phone lit up and me sitting there guffawing at some fucking guy trying to make a big fucking... 20 foot pizza it's uh mm. it's not on. so uh yeah i had the same thing where i had to say to lisa look i find it sort of quite intrusive and a little bit sort of inconsiderate when we're in bed and you're fucking chrissy you know? <laughs> but again she's addicted uh, <laughs> and she's tried to give up a number of times but, um yeah <laughs> listen hen uh, you seem like a decent person. You seem like one of those people that we, we hear from a lot and I respect the fact that you're trying to find a way of doing this amicably, but I think actually sort of setting a bit of a sort of setting boundaries and saying, this isn't cool. I don't like it. Um, and I think this, you, your, your husband seems like an absolute sound kind of guy and I think you'll understand. But I think it's it's a serious conversation to have. have. Yo. You know, do you ever Agreeable. get that thing? Do you, just quickly, what? do you ever get that thing? Like, I can tell you now, my hangover in the last five to six minutes feels like it's just stepped up seven gears. Really? Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm sorry about that, mate. There's a chance I might end up sleeping here in the garage tonight. But actually, can no, I just chance, say one, one other thing? Me as well for different reasons. Uh, what? Can I just say one other thing? Why I won't sleep in the garage is because so you know we had the whole instance with the whole, like that sound in this garage where Catherine walked past. Yeah, it was Catherine didn't walk past. That was okay. Well, right, friend of ours, Emma from around the corner, basically listened to this. She was chatting to another friend. There was like a fucking underneath this was uh, where we're living around around here somewhere is uh, the graves of uh, what they call you know like um. Oh, fucking in the Second World War, like prisoner of war camp. Oh, yeah. There was a prisoner of war camp grave around here. Literally. Okay, but are you not reassured by the fact that there's no such thing as ghosts? Does that make you a little bit better? No, I'm not. I'm like, no. Mate, do you know the only thing worse than fucking if your house is invaded by ghosts? Nazi ghosts. That's what it would be. I think you'd be all right, wouldn't you? You'd probably, they'd probably recruit you. <laughs> you prick. <laughs> This guy seems all right. <laughs> yeah. Big, strong boy. Um, agreeable hen. Uh, I agree with Tom. I, I think your husband's being out of line, really. Um, I think that if you don't like it, you shouldn't do it. It's a, it's, that's, that's all there is to it. I mean, it's like this whole thing that vapors do about go, there's nothing in it that's toxic. So what? Do you know what I mean? It's like you don't want it. I just think it's. I'm not trying to be horrible to your husband. I, I'm really pleased for him that he's. Well, you're a big vapor, right? As well. Yeah, and but the the thing is, the nature of how she's emailed this is like because there's two types of vaping. Like this, oh, this is so boring. But there's two types of vape. There's like the big tanks, you know, the big mods where you put a thing on the top, and yeah, yeah. you know, you see these guys that are holding the 
the the big boxes or whatever. It sounds like he's got one of those, and those are the ones where you hear this like, and then it's just like a fucking huge like industrial chimney's worth of like vapor that enters the room. If it's that, then that's really bad. There are less offensive versions of that. There's like disposable ones you can get. I know there's environmental issues with that, or there's like smaller versions you can get that might be a better compromise that you could try because it sounds like he's got one of those absolute mahoosive like mama jamma ones but i would say if that doesn't work and you don't you might not even be inclined to try that because you're super sensitive to it he just he needs to stop doing it and like and it's an easy compromise if he wants to carry on vaping he can do that until it's bedtime you know he can go off and do that somewhere but when it's bedtime you put the vape away and you get ready for sleep or smash time that that's what happens in bed all right so it's not vapies, <laughs> not vape time in bed. So that would be my advice. I don't think you're being unreasonable there. I think that's a, a, a legitimate thing that you can say. Um, I reckon, sorry, as I was talking to that, I just looked at myself in this Zoom. I reckon there's 20 minutes of every month where I'm happy with the length of my beard. Really? Like, I genuinely, yeah, it just fucks me and up. Do you feel like okay with it now? Oh, I think it was nice now. No, that's what I'm saying. I just looked and I hated it. Really? So um, anyway. Uh, okay, thank you for your email, agreeable hen. This is from the Sticky Stickleback. <laughs> sticky Stickleback. What are you laughing at? This is Sticky Stickleback. Uh, I'm a dad of two young ones, so my life is full of noise. So often I listen to podcasts while the kids watch TV while I'm cooking for them. Other than that, I'll try and engage with them, or at the very least, uh, the present, be present and in the moment. Speaking of which, by the way, just as a little detour, Saturday night, was it Saturday night? Saturday, some point during on Saturday. We're coming back, and me and the three boys start trash talking each other about who's best at FIFA. Right, right. We set up a tournament. Right. At home when we got in, when like everybody played everyone. Right. Um, this is the bad bit. I in encourage gambling. Is that bad? No, I think it's good. There's there's money at stake. Wow. Uh, at what like twenty p thirty p times? Okay, let's carry on with the email. So. Recently, my partner has started how much, listening how much, to... How much were you gambling? What, a couple of pounds? It was a, it was a tenner a game. Wow. Wow. Who won, by the way? Theo. Well, Theo and I had one defeat each, so we shared honours. Right. Um, but it's pretty, they're great games. I mean, I don't know what the fuck Lisa thought. She thought she was having an evening with the family, and then all of a sudden it gets railroaded by a FIFA tournament that got impromptu organised. Wow. Anyway... <laughs> Um, recently, my partner has started listening to audiobooks while pottering about the house and in the car and on family trips, holidays, etc. I understand the need to zone out from the bickering and the general dross, but she'll often listen to, say, Michelle Obama's biography, in this case, while in conversation with me, often asking me to repeat myself or completely ignoring my questions, not laughing at my hilarious anecdotes or responding at all, like she's been sedated and unable to fully react. It's a bit like when you're sort of reading out an email and the person on the other end of the Zoom is fucking looking around for something. What's going on? No, I just, I just got my foot caught in one of the leads. It's like... <laughs> I had a bit of a freak out moment. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. I thought I was going to be up and everything down. It's getting to the point that I'm choosing not to say anything or getting snippy when she proclaims I haven't told her something when I have. I know there are worse bad habits in terms of ignoring family members, too much mobile screen time, working late, having an affair, etc. God, you've listed everything of mine. <laughs> How do I broach the subject without sounding controlling or condescending? 
I remember when I was in my early 20s and seeing my friend at the time hold his girlfriend's hands while listening to his headphones. Afterwards, he explained that she bought him quite a bit, so he listened to his favourite music to keep things interesting. Fucking hell. Jesus. At the same time, at the time I was downfounded, but this seems like history's repeating itself here. Am I that boring? Am I children boring? Please discuss. Uh, the sticky stickleback. Tom. Wow. I mean, it feels like it's got to be a conversation to be had, right? I, I, look, number one, I'd, I'd say that for your wife, for your missus, I think at times, like, escapism is important. I think, like, if you're at home all day with young children, I think it can be quite, you know, it's so full on. I think it's so, and actually some sort of escapism, listening to sort of, you know, growing up or someone learning like Michelle Obama, somebody, you know, to listen to somebody like that is is a, a way of moving away from sort of, you know, probably sort of what's quite a sort of, <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's almost like Groundhog Day. Sort of so it actually just gives her some sort of time that's her own time where she can feel like, I don't know, she's growing as a person. And, you know, I, I think if, but I think in any relationship, if you're feeling that that's sort of having some infliction upon yourself, that I do think sort of having quite an honest conversation about it is, is always necessary. Like, yeah, we, we've, we've done that in the last week where we've, we've had sort of ups and downs and, you know, I've just, you know, as one, as I know, it happens with one when I've had like one of those weeks where I worked every day in London and I gigged every night and that was seven days of like constant work and then I went out on, on Sunday to the rugby so it was like one of those things where I actually have to take a little stop and go actually this isn't really fair of my you know I've got to take Catherine just is at home with Grace and you know do it yes they go out but it's like me actually going on you know trying to get that work-life balance um is always it's always hard, but actually having a conversation about it because, you know, you can both, I think, end up resenting or having sort of niggles. When you've got young children, I think it, it's really, really important to actually sort of spend that little bit of time having a conversation between you and, you know, just checking in with each other. And it actually might be something, you know, something that she sort of, she needs a little bit and actually, yeah. So I think that would be my advice as a conversation and, and explain how you feel. And hopefully she can, uh, she can sort of come back with how she's feeling with everything. But I wish you luck. You seem, you know, you sound like a, a, a top kind of guy. And uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'd say that I don't think this is the same situation as the one that your friend was in, because your friend sounds like a bit of a helmet, and your wife doesn't. So anyhow, <laughs> I'm gonna pass you over to Doctor Love, the owl. Tom, I've had an incredible thing happen to me. Go on. I've just remembered that I have got Lisa a Valentine's present. Oh, wow. What have you got? Uh, we're going away for the weekend to a hotel. I just totally forgot. You just put that on. No, I didn't. I promise you. Where are you going? I, well, I don't want to say where I'm going. Oh, of course. This is going to come out before then, isn't it? And then so what, are you going away this weekend coming? Yeah. Oh, God, boy. Um, okay, right. Thank God for that. Yeah. How did I forget that, though? You've actually just completely, your whole demeanour's changed. I just feel so relieved. You've, you've literally gone from looking like Jack Lemon. In a sort of like 50- to Walter Matthau, yeah, no, Thank no, no, you. to Matthew McConaughey. You've just kicked oh, back and you've relaxed. Well, you know, yeah, it's all right, all right, all right. Uh, sticky stickleback. Um, I have slightly, I, I don't know what my take is on this. I know what it's like to get really into a book or get really into hobbies like that or to get really into listening to something and. 
you sometimes forget, like say you get gripped by something, you sometimes forget that you're being antisocial by doing it. So I've got a little bit of sympathy for your other half. I've got a lot of sympathy for you, but I do also see it from her point of view as well. In terms of sometimes you just go, oh, I really want to listen to this. And then you put it on and then it just becomes a habit. She's fallen into a habit that is bothering you. Uh, that's the that's the sort of the nuts and bolts of the situation. And uh, you both have a right uh, for each of those things to work. So what I mean is she's got a right to listen to audio books and have a bit of time where she isn't engaging with family stuff and you've got the right to be heard and listened to, as does she. Um, so I think it needs a bit of structure, really, is the truth of it. And I think, you know, you need a little bit of like, if we're in the car together, it's all right if you don't put it on, but maybe you have a, I don't know, if you, if you do a lot of long journeys, maybe part of that journey can be with the, with the biography on or whatever. I don't know, but you need to find a system because the system's not working at the moment because you have an absence of system. So um, I sort of think you're both in the right. Um, and it just needs a little bit of communication. I think it's as simple as that. But I mean, I, I have this thing where I'm constantly listening to music all the time. And like, whenever I go out, I don't have it on the headphones when I'm out with the family, but whenever I am on my own and out and about, I cannot leave the house without headphones. And then often I'll just be, I'll be walking around the house. If I've not got the f music playing through speakers, I'll just have it playing on my phone sometimes as I'm wandering about. And I, I imagine that's quite annoying, but um, I've started recommending stuff to Lisa. I'm, gra I'm gradually trying to get her into hip hop. So um, what I, I guess what I'm suggesting is maybe find a way of involving both of yourselves in, or choose a book together, you know? You're like a book club. Yeah, that'd be a nice thing to do. You could be the new Richard and Judy could be something to aspire to so I, I guess what i'm saying is is uh look good luck my friend um i think it needs a bit of a talk because uh both of you uh have um a vi a, a, a relevant and uh viable argument for for continuing to do what you do you just need to find a way of doing those things in a compatible way good luck I, uh, okay um, should we do one more yeah i'm just gonna interject as well and uh really sort of like people have got good hearing i i have been doing the worst guinness farts through the whole of this podcast i'm surprised you haven't heard any of them no i've not heard any of them um it'd be interesting to see if jt picks up on any yeah let's see i mean i imagine it would be when i was talking <laughs> so that if you're listening to this podcast and there's very little of me that's because tom's audio has completely fucked it <laughs> No, but I, I, you know, I've literally been sitting here just, yeah. I'm now dreading that this is going to be for me for the next 28 hours. Well, we, do, I mean, we managed with like a, a fire alarm going off for half the podcast. I think we'll be all right with a few Guinnessy farts. Okay. This is from Frankie the Flamingo. Dear Wolf, Al Swan, Cat and the Little Legends. Just got back from a lovely meal with my friends and having a great time. I love them, but I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit pissed off with how the evening went. Recently become single from a five-year relationship and I'm very blessed to have friends that take me out for dinner regularly. However, over the past few months, I've come to realise I enjoy eating much more than my friends do. We've just been out for a meal at Mowgli. Oh, God. That's where we went. Well, oh, where is yeah. Well, an Indian street food restaurant. If you haven't been for make sure you go. Turns out I was much hungrier than the other diners. We sat down, looked at the menu, and I suggested getting X amount of dishes for the table, thinking that we'd all share. Straight away, I was told that I was way too much for the table, and we should only order half the amount of food I suggested. I wouldn't say I'm a greedy <laughs> I've fucking gone in strong there. 
But I like having lots of options on the table that I could dip into throughout the night. Couldn't help feel disappointed by the evening because I ended up trying one third of the food I actually wanted to try. Has this happened to you before? Well, uh, how do you persuade your friends to order more food? I love my friends a lot and I'm so, so grateful the way they keep my social life adrift. Uh, afloat, I think you mean. Uh, but fuck me, I'm hungry. And I'll be fucked if they ask me out for a tapas next. I can only order two plates. Uh, sweet love and affection, Frankie the Flamingo. I'm with you, what? Frankie the Flamingo. I think yeah, when you, you go out as a... If there's a number of you going out to a tapas restaurant, I think you've got to order as much as you possibly can. I think you have to... Mm. You have to get as much variety on the table. I've I've got certain friends, and within our group of friends, we've been out at times, and you know that sort of fucking idea that you're out and you go out for a meal, but people are like sort of almost like eating's cheating kind of vibe, and mm. you feel like actually um, it's a different, it's a it's a completely different the the way that people. For you guys, I think that's why tapas, you, you need to have the white circle of friends to go to tapas with. It's got to be people who, who want to... Look, we, we, you know, we, we jest about when we were to the amazing Mary, what I say. But it, I love sitting there with you and the boys. I thought it was one of my favourite meals because everyone enjoyed food. We, we were chatting yeah, about it. Was it. It's, it was amazing. It was incredible, you know. Um, also even better because I didn't have to pick up the bill. But... Um, uh, no, but it was, that's what I like. I like sitting there. You're like, welcome. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, mate, I've said thank you three times. I have to give you a fucking ego massage every time I talk about your tapas. <laughs> but it was, it's, that's my favourite kind of night because you, you're all into the same thing, right? There was some sort of vegan stuff that I tried of yours. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I love that kind of vibe. Can you bring yourself to make a qualitative comment on that? Could no, you exactly. Mate, all the food there was incredible. But what my point, so you have to have, I think, I think when you're going for something like that, I think everyone's got to be into the food. I, it annoys me. It's the same thing as when you go out and people, you know, well, it's the split of the bill and whatever. And, you know, he's had this, they've had that. And that can make you feel quite awkward as well. So I think it's, I think it's fine in, if, if, if you're going to go out for these, with these people, maybe it's, they're your friends that you go out for drinks with, and then you find other friends, you know, that you have a bit more in common with when it goes out and you you, you smash, in, smash a, tap, a big table of tapas. Um, but, you know, that's it. Your friends sound pretty amazing. They sound like they've got an arm around you uh, through what's been quite a troubled time. Um, and good friends are hard to find. So I toast them and I toast you. Keep on doing what you're doing. I wish you well. That's your advice, is it? What? That's your <laughs> advice for that email. <laughs> yeah. that, that, person's e that person's emailed in because they want to order more food than their friends do. And your advice is, I understand where you're coming from. I like to eat a lot of food. Mind you, friends are hard to come by. Keep doing what you're doing. That's exactly... <laughs> <laughs> they've emailed in because they've got a fucking problem. Well, yeah, but that's what I've always They're not emailing and going, I'm just getting in touch to let you know that there's a situation that requires no advice or change whatsoever. Could you please confirm that's okay? Well, here's a bit more advice then. I think next okay. time you go out, you just turn around and say, fuck off, this is what I fancy. If you don't want to eat this shit, don't fucking worry about it. I'll eat it and I'll deal with the fucking ramifications. Okay. Yeah, I actually think I preferred your first, <laughs> your first bit of advice. Um, 
Here's my advice to you, Frankie the Flamingo. Uh, I do empathise with you, having, uh, although I did already, you have heard me talk to Tom about him ordering so much food, they asked us to move to a different table. Yeah, I mean, um, you're essentially friends in this situation. Yeah, but I am uh, on your side. I think you should be able to order whatever the fuck you want. I find it really weird. If you've decided to eat, eat order loads, unless it's a financial thing, who gives a shit? Yeah, I mean, you know yeah. I mean, like, and if you want to order more food, just go, I'm going to pay for it myself. What the fucking business is it of yours? No, you can't have any. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think it's a bit mad. Having said that, it's not really a solution. I think your friends need to be a bit more understanding, really, is the honest truth. But um, I would find uh, friends uh, specific for that thing. So, for example, uh, I know if I want to go out for a good meal, I'll go out with a Tom Davis, right? <laughs> Because you know you're going to get backed up on whatever you decide. You know he's going to know the best place to go. And you know you're going to feel absolutely no shame or whatever about what it is you've ordered. Although you might make a couple of vegan jokes or whatever. Or, oh, look, he's cowering away from the dairy there or whatever. But if you can part up with that, it's a, it's a great experience. Equally, though, not all of my friends are into sort of underground hip-hop. So I've got other friends that I'll invite to go to a, a hip-hop gig or whatever. You know, you can just sort of... You, 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 uh, what I would suggest you do is you kind of weed out your foodies. What you're essentially saying, Rubbish, is friends are a little bit like tapas. There's a dish for every situation. Yeah, and maybe, you know, one day you want the squid, and one day you need to go out with the patatas bravas. Yeah. You know? So, you're really happy with that. Is it, that, was, <laughs> that grin that crept across your perfectly manicured beard was a beautiful Oh, thing. God. Right, okay. Uh, that is all we've got time for. Tommy Davis, can you please, please take us out the ting? Hit some runs, goals, and throws and tries. Matches in many different ways are won in many different ways. And the celebrations that follow are often elaborate and crazy and carefree. But it's often that the next day when you stand at the dusty-brained hill of CAC, you know, a hangover creeping up on you, you can sometimes forget just how joyous the moments of the night before or the day before actually were. I think, if nothing else, that's why camera phones are amazing. I think try as you can during any amazing moment where alcohol is involved, to take pictures, videos. And the next day, when you're feeling like an absolute cat hound, look at those pictures and videos, smile and laugh, and think, hmm, you know what? Being sick in the toilet for the last 20 minutes was absolutely shameful, disgusting, and embarrassing. But looking at this video of me and Martin Keown downing two pints of Guinness, heck, it was probably worth it. Stay true, fellas and ladies and other people. Straight, stay right, stay cool, and stay you. Really good, Tom. Thank you so much. Uh, it's very difficult to know specifically if you were talking about a story from your own recent past, but well done for sort of disguising that so well. Um, okay. Before I choose a song to take us out, I just want to read a review that we got on, uh, on Apple, right? It's three stars says the tag i'm not going to name the person it says pod equals great music equals neanderthal 
Love listening to the podcast. They quite often, more often than one, more than once each episode, apologise for the shoddy and slapdash nature of their podcasting. That's not such an issue for listeners as it's part of what makes it entertaining. But the horrendous music at the end is shocking. Thankfully, they have it at the end so you can turn it off as quick as possible. When they're calling out people in the moments for their racist and homophobic content is one thing, but then playing such misogynistic and offensive music at the end just makes a mockery of all they've just said. Can I just say uh, to you, stop fucking listening to the podcast, you fucking loser. All right? Okay. How you can dismiss all of the music as misogynistic and homophobic based on what? That it's rap music. I'm going to say, mate, that says a bit about you. So genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, go fuck yourself. Um, now, uh, for the song to take us out... Please be my uh, Cyrus Wrecking Ball. I was going to go for something a little bit more mellow uh, than what I normally go for. Um, it's a little song that I think Tom's going to love. I, I, I reheard it recently. Uh, it's it's Fireboy DML with Ed Sheeran. Ooh. And it's called Peru. And it's absolutely beautiful. Have a listen. See what you think. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Big up. Love yourselves and each other. Uh, bye bye. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.